Blog Talk Radio. Darlington Raceway. Walk the hallowed ground. In a remarkable record of success, Dale Earnhardt is about to win here at Darlington. Checkered flag for the GM Goodrich Chevrolet. See the historic lady in black. NASCAR's most sacred and most historic racetrack. Experience the tradition. The thought of some driver winning a million dollars after just one race is kind of mind-boggling. Bill Elliott continues the lead out of turn four. Witness something iconic. Jeff Gordon will drive across the stripe and post his seventh Darlington Raceway victory. This is legendary. The measure of a career winning a Southern 500. Martin Truex Jr. is doing that tonight at Darlington. You know, this is just such a special racetrack to win. This is Darlington. Come celebrate seven decades of NASCAR at Darlington Raceway this Labor Day weekend. Purchase your tickets today. Call 866-459-RACE or visit DarlingtonRaceway.com. Spencer Boyd, driver of the number 76 grunt style Chevy Camaro, and listen to the pit stop with Tim Despain. Good evening from Dagan Nation. I'm Tim Spain, alongside of SpeedwayDigest.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson. I'm just south of the 2.66-mile monster we call Talladega Super Speedway. Before we get everything going, as we do every week, we're going to bring on the official Reverend, the Reverend of the show, Mr. Reverend Joe. Reverend, how you doing tonight, bro? Doing okay. So you're headed for Darlington, huh? Yes, sir. We packing up, uh, packing up everything. Headed out probably Friday morning around nine o'clock my time. Yes, sir. Going to the Southern Five Hundred. The Bojangles, the official throwback race weekend there. Mr. Kerry Tharp and that group put on up there. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Man. You and you and Miss Bennett need to come see it one year, brother. It's something to see. We will do that soon. I hope. Maybe next year. So you guys are going yeah. and going to celebrate yeah. your anniversary and all that good stuff. Yes, sir, that's right. Uh, me and my daughter, I'll be married to my darling wife, Suzanne, 25 years next month, September 17th. So we're going to go on down after we leave uh, Florence, South Carolina, there for the race. We're going to probably come on back down towards Savannah and all that right in there around Tybee Island. Just uh, We went ahead and took all week off. We're just going to take our time <laughs> coming back here today. How the heck did she put up with you all these years? I don't know, Reverend. I mean, you know, all these surgeries that I've had, she might have done stuff to me in the middle of night trying to get rid of me. <laughs> That's possible. You know, uh, it's very it could be worse. Yes, sir, it could. Uh, I don't want to be pushing up daisies right now, just like you and I talk about it every week. Uh, no. I'm not afraid to die. It's the thought of being dead, I think. <laughs> Fair enough. The Lord, the Lord's on your side, so you'll be fine. Thank you very much, Reverend. Let's go ahead and crank it up and get everything going from you out there yeah, in let's sunny get Southern California. Party started. Lord, we come before you tonight, and we thank you so much. We ask you for a safe weekend of racing ahead. We ask you for a great trip for um, 
all those going there, we ask you especially be with these two lovebirds as they go up there to see the race and then go celebrate their anniversary, give them a great time. I know we'll have a show again on Tuesday, my birthday, but I'll be here. So be with us all, watch over us all, and thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die so that we wouldn't have to. So when we leave this earth, if we believe in him, we'll be with you in paradise forever. We thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Reverend Jeff. Joe, as you do week in and week out. Thank you for bringing the message to us. Let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media and your website, brother. Yes, sir. Our website is ontrackwithjesus.org. My email is ontrackwithjesus at aol.com. Phone number is 951-232-7630. And you can follow me on Facebook at Rev. Joe Bubbaco. Drop us a line anytime. And while you guys are up in Darlington, record a flyover for us, will you? I sure will. I, I will. I got to get. I got to get us one of them. Like I said, whenever we uh, sort of backed off everything when I was having this my medical issues, but yes, I will definitely get us one, Reverend. All righty. Well, you have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Reverend Joe. Tim, it's Betty. We all said hello, brother. She sends her love. Talk to you soon. We send our love too. See you, brother. Bye-bye. Reverend Joe there, Johnny on the spot every week. He's been our official reverend for, uh, I don't know, Stephen, 
and how long we've been doing this. But uh, we got my sidekick, uh, the CEO of SpeedwayDigest.com, Mr. Stephen Wilson, right outside of Richmond Raceway. Stephen, how you doing tonight, bro? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Doing good. Like I told you, I had a, had some dental work today, and uh, I'm feeling a little bit better right now. Feeling a, well, actually, a lot better, Stephen. But uh, before we get everything started and talking about some news out of NASCAR and everything, I want to let everyone know the number to call in is 215-383-3681. Coming up at uh, 20 after the hour, we have driver of the number 69, Kimmel Red. Ford Fusion and Arca Racing Series. Mr. Will Kimmel is going to join us. And then coming up about 10 minutes before the top of the hour, uh, 7.50 Eastern Time, we've got President of uh, Darlington Raceway. Our good friend, Mr. Kerry Tharp, is going to come in. And, Stephen, we actually had some breaking news. You and I got the press release out uh, just a few minutes ago from from Darlington. If you want to talk about that or if you want to wait till Kerry comes on, we can, we can do that. They're going to is it like six decades of Chevy Camaros are going to pace the field, brother? Yeah, they're going to have six decades with uh, various different people um, in, in the cars. Um, Rick Hendricks is going to be in the car. Rich Chavez is going to be in the car. Several others are going to be in these cars. But, yeah, I think we can talk about that a little bit more when Carrie comes on and what, uh, what, those, what those guys got going on out there. Ten four brother, and Stephen, if I can, I want to go back to the NASCAR Camper World Truck Series race this past weekend. Uh, Todd Gillian and I think it was Noah Gregson. <laughs> it's been all over every talk show, ever ever media site that I've watched and looked at on on the uh, the webometers, what I'm gonna call it, with the webometers, what I'm gonna start calling the internet. Look on the webometer, and you see everything about it. Do you call that? Uh, to let our fans know, coming to the last lap, the last corner there, Noah sort of, I don't think he pushed the envelope, Stephen. He actually got under the number four truck there of, of a Todd Gillian. And with this, listener, just to let you know, they were both teammates and wrecked both of them, Stephen. Do you think that was just hard racing or – I don't think he meant to do it because, you know, then you had Justin Haley come around and win the race, in which all three of them are in the chase there. Just sort of defined, especially about teammates, David. You and I talk about it all the time. Teammates, they tend to let the other guy leave them a little bit more room, per se, than a non-teammate. But for teammates to have that little incident went on, I would like to have been a fly on the wall at Cowboys Motorsports that, that Monday morning or yesterday morning or this morning whenever they had their competition meeting, brother. Yeah, um, I think a lot of it is just really hard racing that is going on within the Tampa World Truck Series right now. We, Well, I mean, we don't only see it in the Tampa World Truck Series, but we're seeing it in a whole lot of series right now, really hard racing. And it was the first, you know, it was the first race of the um, of their of their playoffs. Um, could they have given each other a little bit more room? I think so. I think they could have done that. Um, I just... You know, but it, you know, again, it's it's really hard racing right now within all the series. Everybody's trying to get everything that they can out of every single car, out of every single truck. So I mean, for them, I mean, it's uh, you know, they're 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 doing what they have to do to to uh, to to stay in the playoffs to get the extra points. And uh, you know, unfortunately for them, they uh, they had a whole lot of uh, 
you know, issues that took them both out. But, you know, their their teammates, they'll go on about this. And uh, I think right now it's really good that we're seeing a lot of this competition right now in these series. Exactly, Stephen. That's what I was going to bring up. With it being teammates and everything going on there, especially in the, the uh, truck series, uh, you always see a lot of awesome racing coming out of the uh, – out of the out of the truck series, and like you mentioned, that was their that was their kickoff of their playoff deal. They're going into Canadian Time Motorsports Park, and you know, you said you didn't think it was just racing. I don't think it was either. I mean, if if you and I are racing together, Stephen, and if I get if I get under you, and I see I can probably get you, I'm going to do the best I can. I mean, you know, it's just racing. I mean, coming to the final lap. I mean, I don't. Don't want to keep harping on it, brother, but uh, that's what I like to see. I like to see racing, even if it's teammates or what have you. You know, just like Todd Gillian said in his interview there, the way I mean, he was today, uh, man, he was having to bite his bottom lip. If you know, that's in the in the moment there, and I'm pretty sure he and Noah talked, and which I don't know what I would say, Stephen. I hadn't I hadn't heard anything, but that's what I like about it. I mean, you know, racing's racing, whether you're a teammate or not, and when when it comes down to if I was racing my mama at Homestead Miami Speedway and I was coming in to turn four on the final lap and I got under her and she tried to come up, come down on me, yes, I would put my mama in the wall to win uh, the Monster Engine NASCAR Cup Series. That's just how prestige this series is, bro. Yeah, I think, you know, when, we, when you start getting down to that, I mean, you – you can do anything that you have to do to win. And it's just not so much, you know, what these guys are doing against one another. I think it's just, you know, there's a lot of competition right now. And this competition is so close that they're doing anything and everything they can to win. And, you know, you can't you can't blame them for, you know, what they're doing. I think that they're doing everything that they should be doing. And, uh, you know, let them go on about – let them go on about their business – and they'll settle it out on the racetrack. They'll settle it out in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, you know, um, you know, in the team, in the team meetings uh, at the end of the week. And uh, you know, I, I, I think right now it's, it's just really just hard, really hard competition, really hard, really good competition. And uh, it just goes to show that I know a lot of people over the years have thought there's some kind of team orders, but you know, you could kind of look at the it from this weekend and obviously see there's really not that much team orders coming into play. Hey man, brother. And since we had talked last Tuesday night, uh, NASCAR, we got the PR from uh, the press release from NASCAR. They have announced some 2019 rules aimed at strengthening the NASCAR Xfinity series and which next year is going to be the NASCAR Ganda outdoors truck series. Can you talk a little bit about what they're actually going to do, Stephen? I've had people ask me, and I don't really know exactly what I was going on, and I don't want to put you on on the on the spot there. But we're still going to have the Xfinity Series Dash Dash for Cash campaigns next year. This, and I think the way NASCAR is looking at this, they're trying to listen to the fans, and the fans say they don't want the Monster Energy Cup Series drivers coming down competing. But I disagree with that. Uh, it, like you and I have spoken on different occasions, you bring the you bring a cup guy down to race against a young man like, say for instance, like we were just talking about, uh, Todd Todd Gillian. That gives him more more respect. Well, I shouldn't say respect. More 
with him racing against, say, like Todd Gillian racing against such like a uh, Kyle Busch for for heavy, or even one of the uh, one of the one of the elder drivers, uh, Timothy Peters, that, that come back and race this past weekend too, it gives them more of a. I'm trying to see how I can put more of a more of a like a homeschooling, like he's schooling him there on the racetrack. Some of these drivers, they actually want to race against these top series drivers. You know, they're the the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. This it is. They're some of the best athletes and uh, drivers in in the world competing in this series and then dropping back. See, but I want you know if I can before we get Will come on here, I want to sort of get your take on that if I can, bro. Yeah, I mean, the argument is really both ways. Um, there's a lot from the fans' point of view where a lot of them are saying that, you know, they 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 don't want to see the Kyle Bushes of the world come down and competing every single week and all the ones winning the events every single week. Um, they they're, they want to see lots of drivers have lots of opportunities to, to, to win. And, uh, you know, by them doing some of this with uh, – with uh, cutting the field size in the Xfinity series, um, we went through this a couple of years ago with um, cutting field sizes, and you know really we got a lot of the back markers out, the starting parks out, uh, and we've strengthened the field to some degree. And this is what it's ultimately going to be about: is in the end we're going to strengthen the field to to allow drivers coming down into this series and to run in these series, but, you know, not so much to where that they're going to be the overwhelming factor every single weekend. Exactly, Steve. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, you and I, we've harped on this like a like a dead dog forever. And I think I mentioned it earlier. The, uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series is sort of like a, I wouldn't say it is a uh, developmental type series as maybe your trucks and maybe your ARCA series and some of your KN stuff. But, you know, Elliot Satter announced that he was going to retire. Uh, Casey Kane announced he's going to step out of the car also. But Elliot did not say he was going to step away full time. He said he's going to step away. What He said he's going to step away from full time extended series racing. There's another one of your drivers there at uh, Junior Motorsports that's going to come out. And, you know, like we saw, like I mentioned, Casey Kane come down whenever Hendrick let him go. He stepped into the number 95 there for Levine Family Racing. And now all of a sudden he's announcing that he's going to step away. And i seen an article from Bob Pockers, my good friend at PN. He had wrote about some of these drivers, you know, like we've had Jeff Gordon retire, Dale Jr., Greg Biffle, which Greg Biffle's doing a little bit of super truck series racing now. There's so much going on now that these drivers are actually stepping away, which they're, they want to spend time with their families. And I do definitely agree with that, Stephen. But can you sort of give us a little bit of take on what you got on that on that deal with the drivers retiring young? Again, you know, this series is, you know, there's a lot of commitment out of a lot of drivers every single weekend. And for them to put the time in and be away from their families as they have been over the years, um, you know, some of them do feel like it's you know, it's time for them to step away and it's time for them to do something new. Um, and this is, you know, this is them stepping away and 
doing something new. Now, Casey Kane, I think that he'll uh, he'll come in and he, he 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 still seems like he wants to race. He wants to go out there, but he doesn't want to be full time anymore. I think he will concentrate a lot on what Kyle Larson has said that he would do. Concentrate on his uh, sprint uh, sprint teams um, and do a lot of dirt racing. You know, when he has the time to do it, and not so much, you know, having to be there every single weekend. So, for him, I think that's a good thing for him to to be able to go and say that ah, I'm done and I I want to do something new, and this is the something new. And uh, you know, for him to be able to still be young enough that, you know, he's not going to be obligated any longer and can go and still race. Um, Tony Stewart is doing the same thing to some degree, and I think we're seeing that out of him also. So all these drivers that are leaving, they're leaving and doing other things, but they're doing things on their own time. And uh, a lot of them have put the work in over the years, and, you know, this sport is getting younger. It's getting harder to, to compete against teams, it's harder to get sponsorship, um, and, and these these drivers, they know this, and they know that, you know, what their next, you know, what their next goal is, or what they have to do next to keep pace, and, you know, it's, it, it's, it's very, it's very hard these days sometimes for these drivers. Exactly, Stephen, and let's bring on our guest right now, uh, talking about retirement there, Will, we were talking about some of the, some of the drivers that were retiring and stepping away want to spend time with their kids and with you being a uh, with you being a recent dad there with little William let's bring driver of the number 69 Kimmel Red machine in the ARCA racing series my good friend Mr. Will Kimmel in the pit stop with Tim Spain and Stephen Wilson ladies and gentlemen welcome to the main event Will, how you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing good. You doing okay, Tim? <clears throat> yes, sir. Doing great. I want to thank you again for taking time to, to call in. And uh, you probably got to hear me, uh, Stephen, and I. We were talking a little bit about uh, some of the, some of the drivers that are retiring younger. You know, you got uh, Casey Kane announced he's stepping out. Elliot Elliot Satter stepping out. But uh, don't want to take away from you. You know, you got you got little William. I hadn't had a chance really to talk to you much since you had little William. How's the little man doing, bro? He is doing really well. He's uh pretty pretty good size for a year and a half old. Uh, we're actually at mom and dad's right now. He just got done with some swim lessons. Um, just trying to get him comfortable with the pool. They got an in-ground pool and stuff, so we don't want to get any trouble with him running in the pool because he runs and jumps in and he can't swim. So um, <clears throat> he's not he's not too scared of anything right now and. Uh, I don't know. If he wants to, he, he really likes race cars, so uh, if that keeps up, I'll, me and Eric could be broke for life. <laughs> Sounds good, brother. And like I said, we were we were talking about drivers retiring out because of their families, you know, which uh, you've been in the Arca Racing Series for a good time now. Uh, you sort of cut back on some of your on some of your racing deals this year. You're doing a lot with uh, some of the some of the car series, but you got like you said. You've got little William come along now, and you're still wanting to, you know, maybe do some other racing. Uh, I know the big deal uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, 
y'all are going to to a Salem. But does it ever cross your mind, Will? Which I know you're 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 young also. But is, does it ever cross your mind maybe when am I going to retire? Uh, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, Will. But we, you know, like I said, we were talking about that. You know, with you having young William coming up, does it ever cross your mind how far am I going to go, or when do I need to step out of the car, or, or what have you? If you can sort of talk a little bit about that. Well, my, right now, my my goal is to, uh, you know, I want to get a win for me and Dad. We haven't had a win since we've been together, and it's just been been really, really tough. And we were really, really close with the steel cars there three years ago. And then uh, the, the the carpet, I mean, the, the everything kind of just come out of place. We, uh, we we didn't have really any steady help in the shop, and I was trying to get things ready and just couldn't get things together. And then we finally got some stuff rolling, um, and we, we lost sponsorship and gained sponsorship. And now we've got a steady deal going with Fast. So it's a thing to where we're rebuilding again right now, just trying to get more competitive, and that's what I want to do. I'd really like to win a race, and then uh, I think I got about, 10 or 12 years before uh, he decides he wants to race. And if that's what he decides to do, then I'm fully prepared to, excuse me, I'm fully prepared to to step out and then uh, let him go. If this is something that he wants to do, you know, I'm, I'm pretty adamant about him um, playing sports and being social. I'm not going to homeschool him. I'm not going to put him on the road. I'm not going to do some of these other things that I've seen, um, these younger drivers do because they're they're so antisocial with the, with the phones and stuff. I, I don't like what I see there, so I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do things a little different with Will. He's not gonna start racing um, hot and heavy probably until uh, he's out of high school. And I, I I ran Salem for two or three years there, and we only run about eight or nine races, which that was a full schedule for there. But um, I think it's important to keep kids involved with baseball and basketball. Basketball's by far my second favorite sport. Um, I think that's that's what direction we're going to head down, and I want him to get everything he can out of high school because that's a it's a critical time in life. I think for for kids to do a lot of growing up and learn a lot of things, and then we'll go racing after that. I just think um, I think sixteen and seventeen is plenty uh, young to start coming on into the ARCA series, and he'll be in a car before that if that's what he wants to do. I'm not saying I'm not going to put him in the ARCA car until then. Um, he'll be in one plenty early, but. Um, if he gets hot, if he gets really serious about it, then we'll cross that bridge um, after high school um, and, and go from there. But I don't have a problem getting getting out, and, and I don't want to put a damper on whatever he wants to do. Um, my dad did it for me, so I gotta I gotta pay it forward. And, and I don't want to be <laughs> I don't want to be the Kimmel that Kimmel Racing stops with. That's for sure. But I mean, it's whatever he wants to do. And if he doesn't, then I'm gonna keep racing street stocks. That's right. We'll temple. And to touch on what you just mentioned, you're uh, you're a dad. You want to get that win for for your dad. And uh, to sort of let some of our listeners know, uh, your dad, Bill Kimmel, is the winningest uh, crew chief ever in the ARCA Racing Series. Uh, won won a lot with with uh, Frank. And just how much, like you mentioned, how much would that be? Just how big a deal would that be? Say maybe get a win here at my home track, Talladega Super Speedway, in the ARCA Racing Series for Kimmel Racing, and you're and your dad, Bill, would that that'd be pretty awesome, would it? Yeah, I mean that'd be that'd be huge for us at this point. And, um, we we should have won. I, I messed up last year on the dirt. I took us totally out of the race and just overdrove the car and and just beat it up. Um, and, we, and we we by far had the best car we've had on the dirt last year at the coin. So um, I look forward to these next couple races that we got coming up. 
I think we'll be really good. But I just, um, like I said, I want to get a win. I take a lot of pressure off of us um, moving forward. Um, and then and especially with people like Brad and Tracy for fast fuel system that are on the car right now, um, it, it'll show that, that, that we are, are capable. Um, it's never been a doubt in my mind, but um, unfortunately some of the people that we have helping us at this time haven't seen us when we were really, really good, and, you know, in 15 and early on in 16. Um, so I want to get back to that. We saw glimpses of it last year. We have a chance to do it this year at Salem and uh, coming up here at DeCoin. Springfield wasn't a good showing because we had a motor laying down all day. But uh, I think we're going to be really good here. Come Salem, we got a pretty good piece. It's only four years old. Nicest car I've ever had. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But definitely um, just looking for strong runs and a, and, a, and a solid finish. And, Will, you mentioned the composite body that Arker has implemented there also with the with the Ilmore engine. The Ilmore engine, uh, you know, you and your dad, y'all do a lot of Facebook live stuff that I sort of watch and sort of comment on some too. And all of our listeners, y'all need to check out that check out that uh, Facebook page there. It's, it's called Shop News there at Kimmel Racing. But talking about the composite body, and with that being said, with the Ilmore engine, does it save you and your team a good amount of money uh from what i understand your dad told me i think here at talladega this past spring that that Elmore engine you can run it over and over before you have to really take it and tear it down am i correct will yeah yeah absolutely that that's correct and for for bigger teams elmore is absolutely the way to go you know if you're running a full season and you are renting uh trd or rcr motors or uh a Roush Yates FR9 at <clears throat> at fifteen to twenty thousand a race. If you're renting those motors for that much, when the Elmore deal come along, when that motor first debuted, it was thirty five thousand for the motor. You run it for fifteen hundred miles, or you can run it until it blows, and then you can rebuild. And your rebuild cost was uh, about fifteen thousand dollars on average. Um, but for a team like us, we ran the old Yates motors, and we were buying them. And we just ran them until they blew anyway, and most of the time they didn't blow. They would just kind of uh, lay down, so to speak, and we do some valve things and uh, rings and just fresh them up, and they were good. So if you're a bigger team, the Elmore deal is much, much cheaper. Uh, there's no doubt there. But if you are a smaller team like us and you got to go out and buy that Elmore motor, um, it's actually more expensive for us right now. Um, and then, but, but we haven't been able to reach that 1,500-mile mark on any of our Elmores. Um, the most we had was, I think we got one to 1,300 uh, a couple of years ago. But we have three of them, and like I said, they'll, they'll definitely save the bigger team's money if you're going to run all season. Um, but the, the older motor, uh, financially, for us, um, w- was better. And that's, unfortunately, that's why you've seen us cut back on some of these races because we just can't afford to run uh, the Elmore every week. That's right, Will. Just like racing, uh, racing costs a lot of money. But we all, before I hand you over to uh, Stephen Wilson at SpeedwayDigest.com, I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. We really do appreciate it. Good luck coming up at that race at Salem there in a couple of weeks. And tell Miss Erica and tell little sweet William, we, Suzanne and I said hello, and be safe the rest of the season, brother. I'm going to throw you over to SpeedwayDigest.com, Stephen Wilson. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. You're welcome, Will. Will, thanks a lot for take, uh, taking the time to come on here. I want to get your thoughts that you and your family have been around the sport for quite some time, but I want to get your thoughts on NASCAR buying out ARCA. What do you think that means for the future of the series? Man, that's, like, that's a 
that's a really good question right now because I'm not sure anybody uh, really knows at this point because there just hasn't been a lot of talk other than the fact that NASCAR has bought ARCA and will move in, um, you know, in, in, in I think it's 2020. I think it would be better on some aspects. I'm just not sure what all this is going to entail. So I have to give you a really vague answer like that because I just uh, I don't know enough to speak on it right now. So you and Tim talked just a little bit about how the the going to the fiberglass bodies into it, the Canon series has done the same thing. Do you do you feel that this is a good positive where it it would be potential that these two series could could work together for a stronger uh, contingent of fields of cars coming to the events if they were to run on a common template like that? I, I do, I do. I'm just uh, we haven't that, that hasn't been talked about a whole lot, but I definitely think merging them is good, like IRL and CART back in the day. I just don't know how we're going to get on the same playing field as far as rules go. I don't know a lot of the K N rules. I know our motors are quite a bit different, probably a hundred to hundred and fifty horsepower difference. So that's pretty substantial. Um, I'm anxious to hear about what we're going to do, but. I don't know the plan as far as because that's going to be the key is how do you get everybody on the same field um, and still maintain that middle that middle group of cars um, like the cars like uh, for for instance would be us as a pretty good example um, your your teams like your MDM and your Venturini they're not going to have a problem switching over either way um, it's going to be fairly simple for them but for somebody like me if if they come along and um, obsolete or Ilmores, which I don't see that happening. Um, but for example, if they did that, that would that would pretty much take us out of the equation. I think they gotta be careful with some of that. I don't see that happening. Um but at the same time I'm I'm anxious to hear um how they're gonna put us on the same playing field with, with our cars and, and the K and N stuff. Arca this year, we've we've seen some more teams like Jogan's Racing come down into it, and they're starting to field cars into it, and a lot of other teams have come in and out. But it seems like as these teams start to develop younger and younger drivers, they're looking for the next racing series to penetrate, and they've they've penetrated everything other than the NASCAR banner, but now under Arca, they, they, they've started coming over to that to some degree, and I know the Venturinis of the world and some of the others have been the the, the stepping stone between the ARCA to the NASCAR series. Uh, how much how much of an impact is that making right now to start having some of these cup teams come down, and especially with the backing that they get not only from their sponsors but from the manufacturer aspect of it? It, it makes it, it it makes it it's good and bad. It makes our series look better because the cars, the teams, um, the haulers. All that bun, all, all of it looks better, but the, the technology that they bring down uh, with them uh, puts your ARCA regular guys um, in a bind, so to speak. Um, you know, Venturini's done a lot of catching up this year because last year they weren't where they needed to be. Um, they've made a really big turnaround this year. Um, so we got a team. You know, Gibbs is strong. Um, they're not. They're not to the level. I mean, obviously the most dominant. Team week in and week out right now is MDM, um, Sheldon and Vane pretty much are the. I mean anywhere they go they're the, they're the ones to beat uh, Dirt, um, especially on intermediates. So 
a team like that where, where money is is relatively not an issue, it's hard, um, hard to hard to compete with that. And um, I was I wasn't old enough to know, but back in the day, or pay attention rather, back in the day when Dad and Frank had to dance, I mean that's that's similar to what the rest of Archer Field was up against. So uh, we've been in that situation, um, but we've been on the outside looking in here the last eight to ten years. Um, and it's it's been tough, but uh, like I said earlier, with, with fast on board, it's uh, it's going to slowly turn back around for us. We just have to have um, a couple years here to figure out what we need to do, try some things, um, try different spindles, try different lower A-frame packages, try um, you know different springs, buy different springs. We have we, this is the first time. You know, side note, but I've run the same written springs. Um, that, that Frank did for, for eight to ten years. We've had these same written springs that we've been running in these cars, um, and, and with the body change, things have changed a little bit as far as how far down you can get the car. You know, we can travel the. I, I can travel my cars a little bit further, but I've never had the springs to do it. So we actually sent like five of them off um, to have them recoiled, um, and that's something we've never done. So we're doing things to catch up um, the best way we know how, which between me and my dad. Um, you can put two of us together and we still don't make like half of a mechanical engineer. So it's pretty dangerous, but, um, makes it tough, but it really makes you work hard. makes you a better racer in the end and your cars are going to get better. Uh, but it, it's that learning curve really, uh, really picks up when, when people like that come into the series. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here. I think Tim has a couple last thoughts for you, but again, thanks a lot for coming on tonight and talk to us a little bit and good luck uh for for getting out there on the track for for the rest of the 2018 season no problem appreciate it thank you sure thanks david and will do you have we have the phone lines have blowed up i know you don't have time to take any calls but i got my good friend shannon mccullough parish uh she wants to ask you a question is that okay with you yeah and i, I can answer i can answer calls when, when i'm in no hurry Okay, well, it's blowing up. All right, well, we got uh, Shannon, we got we got Rowdy. Uh, I'm going to bring on Shannon McCullough Parish, one of my good friends. Uh, she is a faithful follower of Will Kimmel and Kimmel Motorsports. And uh, Shannon, I'm going to introduce you to Will Kimmel, driver number 69, Kimmel Red Machine in the Arca Racing Series. What's your question for you? Hey, Will, I we're friends on Facebook. I faithfully follow you. Um, we just drove by <laughs> the. Um, the Odessa Speedway in Odessa, Kansas. When they go to dirt, are you going to come up here and race at all? We will. Uh, yes, I will. You're talking about racing Kansas Speedway, correct? Yes. Yeah, I will, that's actually one I'm going to race this year. Um, fast, fastest headquarters is in St. Louis, so uh, Kansas was close. So that's one we're going to end the season on. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> yeah, so be sure to uh, if you get in the pits or whatever, come by and holler. Oh, I will. I that's the closest track, so we will definitely try and come. And like I said, I'm a faithful follower of Will Kimmel and that sweet little baby and Erica. And well, I, I appreciate it, but uh, the sweet baby part—that's just that's his trap. He gets you. He gets you close <laughs> with that, and then downhill from there. Well, he's a baby. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, I appreciate it, and we'll be out there. So, yeah, just look us up. We'll be there. Well, good luck then, honey. We're cheering for you. I need it. Thank you, ma'am. You're welcome. Thank you, Miss Shannon.
Thank you, Tim. All right, and uh, you probably know this gentleman, uh, Will, my good friend, Raddy Maglott. Uh, he does a he hosts a show on our sister network here with Steven and I, the Arca Racing Series stuff. But I want to bring Raddy on. I'm pretty sure Raddy probably has a couple good questions. Raddy, uh, you're on live with Will Kimmel there, brother. You got the floor. Hey, Will, and uh, yes, Will's been on the show, and thanks for taking time, Will. Uh, a few weeks back, uh, the announcement was made that uh, Bola Masses and, and the Kennels had teamed up together and, and actually bought Salem Speedway. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, I, I, I wish I could. Um, honestly, I'm I'm really excited about that deal. We are we're kind of in limbo right now. Um some of those things take some time to uh, pan out because it's a uh, it, it's a pretty big deal, and with a place like Salem being as historic as it is, um, we want to make sure we got all our ducks in a row before moving forward. So, unfortunately, that's all I can all I can say about it right now. Um, but we're definitely moving towards everything, um, and it's uh, it's looking good. Well, well, you know, last year uh, the pile race. Uh, your granddad was there, and man, yep. was he! I didn't think they was ever going to get the race started because everybody wanted an autograph from him. <laughs> yeah, um, Pop is uh, probably back in the day. He is probably one of the most well-known racers in, in locally in the in, in the in the area. Um, you know, unfortunately, racing right now is missing a little bit of that that type of following locally because you had those 10, 12 guys at the fairgrounds that were so good and they raced so well. Um, and then you had, a, you know, a cup driver and Charlie Glossback and a cup crew chief with Harry, Harry uh, Hogg, or Harry Hogg, that's the time, that's the time Harry Hyde, um, that, was, that was from this area. So there was a lot of stuff going on um, in the 60s and 70s around here that really made Pop um, somewhat of a household name. So, yeah, that's uh, – it's not not surprising to, to me that he was that uh, that popular because as old as he is, I mean, he, there's been generations that have that have known about him. Well, well, listen, I appreciate what you do for the sport, and uh, hopefully uh, Salem's going to live on because if you've never been to Salem Speedway, you've really never been to a racetrack. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's people people don't understand. Um, you know, Winchester, Winchester's cool. Uh, just There's no other track out there that throws you around like Salem. Um, and I really thought Bristol would be a lot like it, but unfortunately Bristol feels quite a bit smaller when you're out there in a race car than, than what Salem does. And uh, I like all three of them. Um, they're all three relatively close to being the same, but uh, Bristol, is, or uh, Salem rather, is still my, my favorite half-mile high bank. Well, I appreciate it, and thanks a lot. Looking forward to seeing no, no you problem, at uh, Salem. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, Freddie. And again, Will, thank you very much. I know we've we've kept you way over your your time, but again, uh, before we let you go, like Stephen and I always do, and Raddy and all them do too, over there at our sister show. Uh, thank. Uh, we're gonna give you a chance to thank all your sponsors and anybody that you want to thank, as far as mom and dad, or talk about little Will. You got the floor, but it's all with you. Well, first off, I got to thank Brad and Tracy from Fast Fuel Systems for making everything possible this year. We've uh, we've been able to take three cars totally down, uh, two of which we had, uh, and another one is only four years old, and that's uh, that's the newest car we've ever had. They're all down, powder coated, 
Um, they've got all gotten fresh parts, and even though our, our races haven't shown it, we're uh, we're working harder this year to make more of an effort to to try to make progression uh, in this setup deal and make our cars better. And um, I, I really think at a show at Salem when I when I debut this new car, um, I'm really really pleased with it right now. I actually just got done setting it up today, so. Big shout out to Fast Fuel System for, for making things possible this year and just um, giving Kimmel Racing a shot in the arm. Longhorn Fast Shop, that's um, Heather and uh, Manfred. Um, they're out of uh, Ohio. They're right right close to uh, Winchester. They specialize in uh, uh, Thermax diesels, uh, but they service all diesels. So right now our shop truck's up there, uh, but Manfred always always comes on and, and helps me when I need it. And um, he was uh, He was pretty disappointed in Springfield. And he was ready to uh, build a motor. I think he's ready for the uh, Duramax in it himself because uh, he was pretty upset with what happened there. But um, those guys uh, got a sponsorship through Jack's Wax, uh, product sponsors through uh, through those guys. It's great, great detailing stuff. Uh, DEI, Po' Boys Barbecue, and uh, of course uh, Laramie Jewelers. Uh, Joe always sticks behind us. But uh, all them people really make it make it happen. Of course, uh, Bola Masters with Crosley. He's on our street stock. And then uh, Tommy with TNT Construction, and then obviously none of our cars would look good without Bob Brim, Bob Brim lettering them. So it's a long list of sponsors, but all these guys make it happen for me, and uh, just appreciate it. Other than that, um, I think that's it. Well, again, thank you very much for taking time out. Don't be a stranger. Tell everybody we said hello. And, oh, uh, before I let you go, tell your dad, Bill, I want some more of them homemade chicken and dumplings. Them homemade chicken and dumplings, they, ooh, they were something, bro. <laughs> I know, I know. There's a reason I'm 250 pounds. <laughs> Private joke there, Will. You probably heard me talk about it. <laughs> no problem. Right. Okay, appreciate it, guys. All right, Thanks, All right, see you, brother. Stephen, that was Will Kimmel there, driver with number six. I call it the number 69. Kimmel Red car because he has been in the Ford Fusion. He's also had a black Camaro here, which uh, you and I were fortunate enough to have our stickers on the B post here in the Arca series. That was pretty neat too, wasn't it, brother? Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was. And uh, before we can, we got uh, we got Mr. Kerry Tharp coming up here shortly. Let's, uh, uh, Stephen, let's take a little quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, I'm Tim Spain. Uh, live from Tyler Super Speedway, right? Oh, this south of Tyler Super Speedway, and Stephen Wilson's live right outside of Richmond Raceway. Now you're in the pit stop, tennis fan Stephen Wilson. We will we will be right back shortly. <laughs>
Tradition. The white flag flies for Bobby Allison. This is iconic. Teddy appears to be smoking, and Gale now is pulling away. This is legendary. Truex is in the wall. Martin Truex Jr. is in the wall, and it's Hamlin going to the lead. Come celebrate seven decades of NASCAR at Darlington Raceway this Labor Day weekend. Purchase your tickets today by calling 866-459-RACE or visit DarlingtonRaceway.com. This is power. This is tradition. This is Talladega. The biggest party of NASCAR returns October 12th through 14th. We're back live from Vega Nation. I'm Tim with Spain alongside of SpeedwayDigest.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson. Uh, coming up here waiting on uh, President of Dauntra Raceway, Mr. Kerry Tharp, is going to join us to talk about this throwback race weekend. Stephen, uh, Suzanne and I are going to come on there. You're going to be there. This throwback deal that they've started, uh, I think it's a big deal since Kerry Tharp. You know, Kerry Tharp was with NASCAR. He was their um, senior communications manager, and uh, Dawson Raceway offered him the the job of being president there. And I think, in my opinion, with this going on with uh, with Kerry there at Darlington, I mean, it's it's – Fans, I mean, y'all have got to come out and say this. It's just, it's just something un- unbelievable to see, Stephen. Uh, like I've told people, it's like walking back in time. It's not really a old stadium, but it is an old stadium. You know, you walk in there, you see the light 
the light poles that are tilted out over the track, and you see the old configuration where the media center, not the media center, the press box is in what is now called turn three. Uh, that used to be the front stretch, which would be where the press box would have been in turn one. But, I mean, it's just it's just something to see in it, bro. Yeah, it is. And with NASCAR, <clears throat> excuse me, and the track and the teams every year, the 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 retros themes that they're bringing out, the 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 past is 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 something that a lot of NASCAR fans they talk about. They talk about the tracks they used to go to, the cars they used to see, the drivers that used to run around these tracks, and they can see a track that's been in operation for nearly seventy years. And then they get to come out there and they get to really see some of these old school cars and, you know, the, how they used to look way back in the day. So for a lot of people growing up in the sport, it gives a window to the past, but in the future. And they continue to build upon this every year. Yeah, that's right, Steve. And, you know, Kerry Tharp and, the, and his bunch up there, Dennis and all, they do an awesome job. But, you know, it's not only just Kerry Tharp. And Darlington Raceway, you know, a good friend here at Russell Brenham comes up there. He does a lot too, and you know, which I didn't get to make it last year, but you know, they had that uh, that deal there with Kale Kale Yarborough where they inducted that garage, that little arch or whatever you want to call it there that Kerry Tharp and him done there, and I think Suzanne might have Kerry Tharp coming on right now, but uh, it's just. I don't know. Like I keep harping on it. It's like going back in time. And like you mentioned, some of these drivers, they're doing some of these paint schemes. Like uh, like I said, I didn't get to go last year. And the year before last, uh, the 42 car was uh, the metal yellow car, like, sort of like the Days of Thunder deal there. And just going back and seeing some of these paint schemes, Stephen, I mean, you know, it's just really awesome to actually see. And without further ado, I want to bring on President Dawn's Raceway, my good friend, Mr. Kerry Thorpe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Don't you race away, Mr. Kerry Tharp. How you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing great. That's quite an introduction. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll have to get you guys to uh, to do that more often for me. Whatever you want, Kerry. Like I said, it's been it's been a little while since we had you. It's been a little while. It has been. How's, every, how's everybody doing down there in Alabama? We doing great, brother. And uh, I just want to give you a big shout out. I just want to give you a big shout out for. When I first started trying to be a media member there, you really helped me along, Kerry. I really do appreciate it, man. Well, you know what? I tell you what. You always had that passion for the sport. You were somebody that uh, wanted to do it the right way. Uh, you 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 did it in a respectful way. You covered the sport and, and gave it a fair shake, and, you know, you deserve to, to be able to, to, to do that. Thank you, Kerry. That really means a lot, brother. And I'm going to hand you over to uh, – to a Stephen Wilson, speedwaydigest.com. I'm going to let him go first because he always says, Tim, you go. 
first all the time. But, Kerry, again, thanks. <laughs> I'm going to let Steven ask you a few questions. And i got a few, and we'll let you get out of here. Thanks again, brother. Sounds good. Appreciate it all. Kerry, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here tonight. We should first talk a little bit about what you have uh, already announced just a few weeks back. The Darlington Raceway is going to go undergo a renovation. Talk about how that right. impacts not only your track, but what you guys are going to be able to bring to the future of Darlington Raceway, which you hear shortly is going to celebrate its 70th anniversary. Right. Well, thank you very much uh, for having me on tonight. And we did uh, go on, undergo a capital improvement project. Started actually back in February. About a seven million dollar project. We're putting in new seats in Tyler Tower, which are our best seats. We adjusted the sight lines up there and a much better seating experience and much better view now for the fans. We put in uh, wider uh, seats and bleacher type seats in Wallace uh, grandstands and Colvin grandstands. Uh, I tell you what, it's a lot better than it was. The fans used to have to sit in those old metal seats, and I tell you, I don't see how they did that. Uh, so we've done that. We put in a a wall of honor, which is kind of like a, a what the Cowboys do at their stadium, a ring of honor. But this is a, a wall of honor that honors all of the 49 drivers who have won cup races at Darlington. It's really a who's who of the sport. And uh, we've, we've widened the aisles, put in handrails, put in uh, uh, TVs in the concession stands so fans don't miss any action. And then I'll tell you what, we've really uh, dressed the place up. But one thing we have not done, is touch the racetrack. It's still the same old slick, hard, charging racetrack that we've had for years, and we don't want to we don't want to tamper with that. But uh, we've done a lot of things. I think that are going to make the fan experience here a lot better. Every track is going through this, and Talladega is just also about to go undergo a renovation. But you know, as every track is doing this, they're doing it to meet the demands of, of fans that are, are their cha- their tastes are changing each year. For the mm-hmm. like yours, which has such a history in the sport, how do you balance that between the historical aspect and what fans taste are changing here in 2018? Well, you know that's a great question, and a great point that you raise because you can't you can't lose your history, you can't lose your your tradition, and you know we kind of look at our racetrack like we're the Wrigley Field of NASCAR, and we're very very proud of that. And yet, on the same hand, you got to make sure that you're making the improvements to the track where the fan experience is gets better each and every year. And so we think we've done that while preserving the history and the tradition uh, of our, of our racetrack. And we've implemented, as we all know, the official throwback weekend in NASCAR, this will be our fourth year. And so that's really a cool way for us to continue to honor our history, honor the legends in the sport that have been around for many, many years. And, 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 you know, try to reach that younger audience. I tell you, it's kind of cool because the younger fans really like that throwback. They like that retro look. And so for us to be able to connect with them in this aspect is really, really cool. You've got the Southern 500 coming up next Sunday uh, evening. It's going to go from day to night, which the track has always been a very slick, rough racetrack out there. But the asphalt there, it's not really an asphalt. The mixture out there is almost unique. It used to have a lot of Carolina hmm. sand out there. It, right. In the past, it's given it's given drivers a single lane in some ways, and then and they try and pass one another, and really you get that Darlington stripe up there at the top of the track on either end because you're knocking the wall down. Mm-hmm. And the tires are, right. are are getting very worn out. Talk about the, mm-hmm. just the overall race that 
people should look for when they come to the Southern 500 next Sunday? Well, I tell you, it should be a heck of a race. That is a a very difficult racetrack to navigate. It's 1.3 miles. It's fast. It's narrow. There aren't a whole lot of places to pass. Uh, Sometimes you have to bounce off the wall in order to get past your competitor. Uh, So you're going to earn a Darlington stripe. But, you know, you're right. The the, the track is unique. It's not what you would just call normal asphalt. It's got that Carolina grit to it, that sun that beats down on it day after day after day. Uh, really makes the racetrack age uh, a lot quicker than others. And it's a very demanding racetrack on tires. You know, tires are a very, very big part of this uh, equation. And the tire that Goodyear's bringing is going to be a, a very, very competitive tire. And so, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 it's a challenge to the drivers. And I think that's why the drivers like it so much. It's just a very difficult racetrack to win at. It's like, if you're playing golf and you're playing one of the toughest golf courses like Augusta or something like that, it, you know, if you tame that golf course and if you tame the lady in black, then you've done something. Okay, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here tonight. Good luck next weekend with the Southern 500 and the VSAU 200 there at uh, Darlington Raceway. I'm going to throw you back over to Tim. Thank you so much. Thanks, Stephen. And again, Kerry, uh, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, we got your PR yeah. from your race today. We got your PR today. Uh, uh, Chevrolet is going to do a uh, a six decade pace deal there with uh, your Throwback Weekend. Can you talk a little bit about uh, which we know who all is going to be driving? But we won't let you throw mm-hmm. that out there. Uh, how how did that come about with this Camara and all this Throwback stuff there? With there's going to be different drivers. Ron Hornday Jr. is going to drive. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be some drivers driving these uh, six decades right. of Camaras, and mm-hmm. I think that's pretty awesome. Right. Well, thank you. We actually got with Chevrolet last uh, last December when we were in Las Vegas for the Cup Banquet, and we knew what our platform was going to be. It was going to be seven decades of NASCAR, and we said, hey, what do you think about locating seven vintage Camaros? There are seven generations of the Camaro, which is the official pace car of Chevrolet. And let's get some really cool drivers to drive those and and pace the field. And so they said, you know what, that sounds like a heck of an ideal. So we started working first the year and locating these drivers and these cars. And Rick Hendrick and Richard Childress were two of the first ones that we were able to enlist. And they're bringing their own cars from their own collection, 69 Camaros. I can't wait to see those cars. I bet you they're in pristine shape. And then we located uh, some other cars, <laughs> started working on the rest of the drivers. And we got Jeff Burton. We got Ward Burton. They both won multiple times at Darlington. We've got Ron Hornaday Jr., who was last year named to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. We've got Ray Everham, who was involved in many, many wins at Darlington. Uh, and then we got Ricky Craven, who might be involved in the, in the most exciting finish ever at Darlington and certainly made it one of the most exciting finishes in the history of the sport when he uh, edged out Kurt Busch in 2003. So he's going to be driving one of the Chevrolets, too. We think it's excuse me, going to be very, very cool for the fans. The cars are going to look cool. We've got one from every single generation that the Camaro has had to, you know, presenting in their, in their, in their car. So, I think it's going to be something spectacular for the fans Sunday night. I can't wait to see it, Kerry. And Kerry, if you if you can, can you let some of our listeners know that probably don't know your your background? You come from NASCAR. Uh, you was right. You was in NASCAR for 
for a while, and you were also uh, mm-hmm. you were also at uh, at South at South Carolina Gamecocks. There, you were a uh, yes, I was. Yeah. Can you can you sort of <clears throat> let everybody know? Oh, Suzanne says every time I see Kerry, he always gives me a fist pump and he hits me with that big old ring. But Kerry, I want to give you a time to sort of, <laughs> if you can, throw back. Oh, it's gosh. like your race track. Throw back and let okay. everyone know how. How you come up through the uh, college football stuff there and everything else, if you can, bro. Okay. Well, I think I appreciate that, Tim. And, you know, college sports uh, is how I got my start uh, years ago. Worked uh, about 26 years in college athletics. Worked at Tennessee, Oklahoma. 20 years at South Carolina in the uh, um, athletic uh, communication side of things. And went to a lot of ball games, uh, you know, a lot of football, basketball, baseball, track meets, everything. And I love college sports. And then I started working for NASCAR in 2005. And I worked up at the R&D Center in Concord, North Carolina. And that's where they do all the safety innovations. They make the rules there. They enforce the sport. Really enjoyed that. I was out on the road about 25, 26 weekends a year working the races. That's where I met you and Suzanne down at Talladega time and time again. You guys were terrific hosts down there, and I just love going to that racetrack. And then, you know, this opportunity arose for uh, here a couple of years ago to come to Darlington to be the president. I'm blessed. It's a terrific opportunity here. I've been in this state since 1985. I love the state of South Carolina. Darlington is certainly a uh, an iconic uh, uh, landmark when it comes to the state of South Carolina. So, you know, I, I've been fortunate to be around a lot of good people over time, and, and where I'm at right now, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Amen, brother. Kerry, thank you again for taking time to come out, uh, come on the show tonight. And if, uh, if you want to throw out any anything, any of your sponsors or anything that you want to thank for everybody there mm-hmm. at Darlington Raceway, that's the floor, brother. All right, my man, I appreciate it. Certainly Bojangles, uh, the greatest sponsor we could have for our, our, our Southern 500 Sport Clips is our sponsor for the Xfinity Race. But we got so many great sponsors Coca-Cola, O'Reilly, Anheuser-Busch, uh, uh, it, it just goes on and on, and, and we were so appreciative of that. I want to give people a, a, an opportunity, if, if, if they're listening, come on up to Darlington. You can get tickets still available at DarlingtonRaceway.com or call 866-459-7223. It's going to be a heck of a weekend. Seven decades of NASCAR. You're going to see some of the best of the best, and I encourage everybody to come on up, and we'll see you here. Kerry, thank you very much. Suzanne and I and Stephen and his wife, A.M., we will see you all Friday evening, brother. Thank you very much for I taking time to come on. I, I can't wait to see you all. I, and I mean this sincerely when I say this. You, you all treat, always treated me so nicely at Talladega, and our friendship is, is fostered over the time, seen you at several races, and I'm so glad you're able to come to Darlington. It means a lot to me. Thank you very much, Kerry. That is, them words mean a ton to me too, brother. And like I said again, thanks for coming up, for coming on the show. We will see you Friday evening at uh, Dawson Raceway, the official throwback for NASCAR Race Weekend. Thanks again, Kerry. Thank you all. Travel safe. Yes, sir. Kerry Thorper, Stephen. Uh, he, I'm at. Uh, well, I'm sort of. Can you give me a minute? Sort of. Uh, oh, that meant a lot. Okay, I gathered myself up. Listeners, I'm sorry about that. But that meant a lot coming from Mr. Kerry Thorpe there. Uh, okay, 
All right, Steve. I'm good to go now, brother. Uh, uh, shake your tail, fellas. All right, we, uh, we're going to make our trek up there, Stephen, to Darlington Raceway this weekend. Carrie Thorpe, they're my good friend that sort of, uh, I'm sort of still getting a little choked up. He, uh, he helps us in and out a lot, getting started along with, uh, uh, Russell Branham and everybody here at Tidal Super Spirit. Okay. I'm gathering myself up, Stephen. Uh, I got the schedule for Friday. All times Eastern Friday, August 31st. Xfinity Series practices 105 p.m. to 1:55 p.m. NBCSN has your coverage there at Darlington Raceway. Monster Engine NASCAR Cup Series practice 205 p.m. to 2:55. MRN has your radio. NBCSN has your TV. Xfinity Series final practice 3:05 p.m. to 3:55 p.m. NBCSN has your TV and Monster Energy Cup Series final practice 4:05 p.m. to 4:55 p.m. MRN has your radio. TV is NBCSN. And Stephen, I'll throw it over to you for Saturday, September 1st, and Sunday you got the floor, my friend. For Rick Reagan at going to the raceway. Uh, Saturday, uh, September 1st, uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series qualifying at 1235 uh, with uh, Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series qualifying just shortly after that. NASCAR Xfinity Series uh, sports clip, BFW Help a Hero 200. 147 laps, 200.8 miles at 3.30 p.m. Um, MRN has your coverage. NBC uh, has your um, television. Then on Sunday, the Southern 500, one of the toughest races in all of NASCAR, one of the toughest tracks there is. 6 o'clock, 367 laps, 501.3 miles for the 69th running of the Bojangles Southern 500 there at Darlington Racewell. Uh, with a lot of throwbacks that will be into it, NBC has your coverage uh, on TV, MRN, on the radio. NBC will be doing the, the throwback. Yet again, um, with uh, Ned Jarrett and Dale Jarrett and uh, others that will be joining them in the booth again this year. Um, so it'll be a good time. If you are in the area, come to the Southern Viva. Make sure you get there. If you've never been before, make sure you do go because it really is a really fun event to go to. Amen, brother. And if the good Lord's willing and the creek don't rise, we will be doing a couple of live shows from Darlington Raceway. Uh, I want to thank Mr. Dennis Ward, and I want to thank uh, uh, Mr. Kerry Thorpe for allowing us to do that. And I want to thank them for actually getting our credentials, Stephen. And uh, like I said, uh, we will be leaving, uh, until I think, approximately 9-ish my time, which is going to be about 10-ish your time. I think that's what Anne Marie said, and uh, we'll meet up in Florence. And, again, I want to thank Will Kimmel, my good friend Will Kimmel there from Kimmel Racing, coming on and joining us, talking a little bit of orchestra, Stephen. And uh, is there any last thoughts you need, anything you need to throw out before we crash out of here, brother? You got the floor. Let everybody know they follow you on social media. There you go. I forgot about that. <laughs> you can follow us at Speedway Digest on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash Speedway Digest. Digest.com. Uh, we'll actually be up there this weekend at Darlington, as we've been talking about, on a Saturday and Sunday for uh, for the entire weekend. Amen, brother. And again, like I said, 
Uh, we're going to try to do a couple live shows from Darlington Raceway this weekend. Y'all sort of uh, keep tuned in to Stephen and I's social media page, Anne-Marie and uh, Suzanne also. But, again, we're going to try to do some live stuff there. And like I said again, thank you, Will Kimmel, for taking time out to come on. Thank you again, Mr. Kerry Thorpe, uh, for coming on. And, uh, Stephen, we're going to talk. We're going to sign off. We're going to talk to y'all. I know we're going to talk to y'all next Tuesday, if not Saturday or Sunday morning. But again, I'm Tim Despain, Pit Stop Radio LLC, alongside of SpeedwayDigest.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson. We will talk to y'all next week. Good night from Talladega, Alabama.
Darlington Raceway. Walk the hallowed ground. In a remarkable record of success, Dale Earnhardt is about to win here at Darlington. Checkered flag for the GM Goodwrench Chevrolet. See the historic lady in black. NASCAR's most sacred and most historic racetrack. Experience the tradition. The thought of some driver winning a million dollars after just one race is kind of mind-boggling. Bill Elliott continues the lead out of turn four. Witness something iconic. Jeff Gordon will drive across the stripe and post his seventh Darlington Raceway victory. This is legendary. The measure of a career winning a Southern 500. Martin Truex Jr. is doing that tonight at Darlington. You know, this is just such a special racetrack to win. This is Darlington. Come celebrate seven decades of NASCAR at Darlington Raceway this Labor Day weekend. Purchase your tickets today. Call 866-459-RACE or visit DarlingtonRaceway.com. 